All right. Hello and welcome to Data Endures March Tech Talk. Uh, I am Kirsten Burke and I am joined by Shaheen Farouz. Hi, everyone. Our Chief Information Officer and Chief Information Security Officer. We're delighted that you could join us this month. Um, it's kind of interesting. I think it was only a month or two ago where our Tech Talk talked about last year being the year of the endpoint, right? And um, with all of the movement and with all of the distributed nature of people and devices and data, that there has been such a focus on the endpoint, which is very justified, right? But what we're finding is with all the focus on the endpoints, um, there's a gap. And you've got a lot of tools and you've got a lot of vendors, you know, talking about endpoint detection and, you know, all of the things to focus, um, to focus you on the endpoint. And then you still have a gap and you still have issues and you still have response time issues. And um, we've been talking to a lot of clients about this because we've seen breaches when people have had the tools that they thought they needed, um, but they still had a dwell time issue. They still had response time issues. And so we really wanted to talk today about um, acknowledging the importance of the endpoint, but there are a lot of things that need to come either alongside that or, or behind that, that organizations seem to be missing out on. And so I'll, I'll cue that up, Shaheen, but maybe you can just give kind of a high-level summary of, of what's going on in the market right now. It, it's hard for me to get in this conversation and not come across frustrated um, at my peers, at the people who are developing technologies and products, and at the marketing message that, that is being thrown at customers in terms of what's effective and what's effective security. Um, the, you know, four years ago, Palo Alto and Gartner coined the term XDR, and that was supposed to be a better version of endpoint or managed detection and response solutions. It was supposed to be extended. The, the problem is that it never extended beyond the endpoint and some firewall logs, and it really doesn't do a lot more than that. And the implication associated with that is that customers get this feeling that I've got this XDR offering, therefore I'm safe, I'm protected, and it's extended, it covers everything. Mm -hmm. It's marketing, and, and it's there's, there are XDR solutions out there, and I'm going to be a little biased and say ours, which is very different and does more and covers more things than just simply those two things. It's a true five-layered approach to detection and response. But what happens is that what has happened is when we went distributed, the world decided, oh my God, everybody's not in the office anymore. My only way to get them back in the office is VPN and I can't afford to have them have all their traffic route through our VPN and then through our firewalls. So I just need to put a better endpoint security tool on these things so I can get distributed protection. That was a good start. That was a great start. Problem is that didn't do anything to protect the network. The firewalls at the castle, nobody's in the castle. The routing the traffic through the firewall was ineffective because it slowed everybody down. Applications slowed down. So everybody started doing split, split tunneling on their VPNs. And now all the protections and defenses and controls that we have built that go beyond the endpoint are useless. Fast forward to today, most of us have 50% of our staff still working at home. That means 50% of your attack surface doesn't have any protection except endpoint. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Well, I That's... think when, when I try to visualize it with my um, 
marketing, they want you to be able to explain things to your grandmother, right? So when I think about this, this concept, right? Think about your home, think you've got your alarm, you've got your barking dog, you've got all of these things, um, which are kind of like EDR, right? So someone's coming close, someone gets in, but the damage isn't really done at the point of getting in, right? And so if no. you've got those alarms and those things saying someone's in, someone's in, someone's in, yep. kind of the execution of the, that attack is great, but it's almost the what's next so the that best, we need to talk about. The best way to describe an EDR solution is it's like the, if you go back to the days when we had the clapper for those of us that are old enough, there was commercials about a thing you would hang on your doorknob that would buzz the minute somebody jiggled the doorknob. That was the alarm to identify somebody's messing with my door. Guess what? The home invasion is 30 seconds away. It's too late for that. It should have been detected sooner than that. And that's the problem with EDR. EDR is focused on the endpoint. It doesn't even do anything. Today, traditional antivirus solutions used to scan every file that downloaded to the machine to make sure it didn't match signatures and definitions. And we've discovered over the last decade that file-based defense solutions are pointless. They don't do anything because the bad actors have gotten smarter. They don't download the bad file that has a definition or signature. They download something that looks harmless and takes advantage of the uh, systems tools to generate a scheduled task, to make a call out to download the bad files, to do something and download issue systems and tools that will help them mm -hmm. break into your environment or encrypt your environment. So the EDR doesn't actually take action until the bad act has started. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do anything for any files that are downloaded mm -hmm. because, again, the tool manufacturers have taught us file-based defense is terrible. You don't mm -hmm. want that. You need both. Mm -hmm. You need to have a balance of both. And so the where we go fast forward to today, that endpoint security solution that we have going on in our environment today, and there's some great tools out there that are EDR tools. They can call themselves MDR, XDR, whatever. At the end of the day, they're all endpoint detection and response tools. They collect telemetry, they collect forensics, they, they behaviorally monitor what's happening on the device, and they have automated actions, which many of them are calling AI, that respond to a set of behavioral artifacts that look like an attack. So let's stop this thing. Let's roll it back. Let's you know isolate the system, those kinds of things. Problem is, it's too late. The, the, the actor is already on your network and probably has been there for 200 days to your point on average. And they just decided to pull the trigger and they decided to pull that trigger on your entire environment and move laterally. And all it takes is one, two, or three systems that mm -hmm. the endpoint security tool is not working, it is out of date, it uh, failed and it's not checking in anymore, or it's a new machine that nobody installed the tools on yet. All of those factors say endpoint security is ineffective by itself. So you have to be able to monitor network traffic between systems. You have to be able to monitor from the endpoint communication that's going outbound to known bad sites, to known bad IP addresses, not just when they're inside your network, not just when they're VPN'd in, but always, no matter where they are, at home, at Starbucks, at whatever. And the problem with an endpoint security solution, an endpoint-focused security solution, 
which all the players in the market today are, even the ones that are calling themselves MDR, XDR, and SOC offerings are all endpoint based. And I'm not going to call out names, but my peers in this space, if you're listening to me, you frustrate me because we're leading people down the wrong path. Endpoint security alone is insufficient. It doesn't do the job because it's basically the sentry who's smoking a cigarette and not paying attention until he gets hit in the back of the head mm -hmm. and he might have his hand on the alarm button and pushes it. He might not. So that's that's the grandma description mm -hmm. of an endpoint security mm -hmm. tool. Um, and I think we are, as a collective, the security industry, the majority of us are feeding the constituents who are consuming those services, false data about protection. Protection has to go far beyond just the endpoint. Mm -hmm. Well, and it seems um, when we've had conversations about this, just between the two of us, um, you know, if you were to think about kind of the, the tool or subject boxes, right? You've got endpoint detection and response. Um, a lot of people have some kind of a sin, right? Or something that helps them collect the forensics, act on the forensics, figure out, you know, what was it that happened? Mm -hmm. So you kind of have these two um, bookends, right. if you will, right? And it seems to me what you're saying and what um, what has frustrated us the most with where we've seen issues is around kind of that dwell time and and the threat hunting that needs to go into um, reducing that that dwell time. And, and it's really not even like, if you think about it, right now, dwell time is around six months, right? Even if you cut that in half, that's not good. Cutting the dwell time to three months or even one month, right? You don't really affect damage unless you can truncate that dwell time at moments. And to your point, we're not equipping or informing organizations, A, and, that they need to do it, and B, the best way to do it. Just so we're clear, by we, we mean the industry, not data and dirt. Um, but 100% but, um, accurate. Let, let's, let's go through some numbers real quick. 50% of companies are getting attacked. So if you're room, in a room with 15 of your peers, seven or eight of them have been attacked. Of those 50%, 75% of them have successfully been encrypted. So now we have five people in that room that have successfully been encrypted. Of those five people that have been successfully encrypted, 80% of them get hacked again. So now we have three people that have been hacked more than once. If our endpoint security tools, if our email gateway tools, if our firewall tools were working, if these security controls that the market was talking about and pitching as this is the only thing you need, were doing what they're supposed to do, those numbers would not exist. Mm -hmm. The World Economic Forum, we talked about it you know, in January, came out and said it's going from a $3 trillion business this year to a $26, 27000000000000 trillion business, and we mean cybersecurity attacks, in two years. That's a huge jump. And if these tools are actually working, how could that possibly be? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm saying my frustration, I told you up front, I warned you all, I'm going to get frustrated this conversation, is the tools are not working. They're not enough. And you need a full security portfolio. You need a comprehensive set of security tools, not just endpoint security, not just endpoint security plus firewalls, not just endpoint security, firewalls, and email security. It's 
even all of that together is still not enough. And um, and so the the missing piece in the in the dialogue we were just having is all of our tools have become reactive in nature. Mm -hmm. uh, the email security, the gateway security, the firewall. Something happens, we take action. They they don't react until there is an event or an incident, mm -hmm. the start of the attack. And the sim is used on the flip side of that, the bookend of that, to after the attack starts, I need forensic data, and nobody's looked at the sim for six months. So I'm going to go back and look and get the forensic data to see where it started so I know where to plug the hole, where to solve the problem. That hacker has been sitting inside your network for six months, messing around, finding your family jewels, your crown jewels, and taking advantage of the attack surface in your environment and planning when they're going to trigger the event. But they're not dumb. They've already exfiltrated the data. They've already uh, set up the tools to trigger the attack. And they know they're not going to get 100% encryption, but they're going to get enough that you're going to pay the ransom. And they're going to show you proof of life by showing you the files they uploaded. So what do you do? You call cyber insurance and you pay the money and you're, you have downtime trying to recover from the encryption when the key doesn't work. We do a lot of incident response for customers' prospects that have gone through it, um, not customers' prospects, that have gone through it and, and help them to recover and uh, get back to business. But it's never clean. It's never without impact. It's never easy. We, we in many ways, make it easier, but it still is a lot of impact to the company. What was missing, what Kirsten was hinting towards, what you were talking about is, we need to take that dwell time of six months away. Mm -hmm. We need to take the time away from the hacker. And I'm talking we as an industry right now. Um, we at Data Endure, on average, take that dwell time in our customers from six months to six minutes. We identify a hacker within minutes, not, and I'm not talking in two-digit minutes, in one-digit minutes from the time they hit the ground. Because we are collecting so much telemetry across the customer's environment, that we correlate the information from multiple facets, multiple perspectives, have many lenses on it, and have a full comprehensive set of security tools. There's over 30 tools in our security stack. And you have to have that. Having a firewall, EDR, and email security is only three tools. That's not enough. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's really the challenge with security today is we've created this world that we need to become experts in so many different technologies mm -hmm. and platforms and complicate that with the fact that there's 3,000 security manufacturers out there trying to tell us their solution is the only thing we need. Mm -hmm. and, and you're all the ones I'm frustrated at, by the way. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, uh, I have a lot of love for manufacturers because we use 30 of their products in our stack, but I also have a lot of frustration because it's this misleading approach. And every manufacturer now is trying to get into the managed space because there's uh, it's lucrative to get into a recurring business model versus a one-time sale. So everybody wants to get into that subscription. And if the, the customer says, if you're already, I'm already subscribing to your tool, can't you just manage it? And the common answer is how hard can it be? We right. put a few guys in a room and we start managing them. Right. Um, there's obviously far more to it than that. And while we use the same tools the manufacturers use themselves, you can compare our capabilities with theirs and you will see there's a significant difference in just that one tool, what we do versus what comes direct from the manufacturer. Yeah.
So overall, I would say um, the, the topic today is don't be fooled by the marketing hype that this new tool, this one tool, this amazing tool is going to solve all your security problems. Just because we're not in a castle and a traditional moat doesn't work does not mean we don't need a fully comprehensive defense in depth approach. Mm -hmm. The only difference to defense in depth that has happened over the last decade is you have to add the word distributed in mm -hmm. front of it. So it has to become a distributed defense in depth. And that does not mean put EDR on the endpoint and then do all the same stuff inside your network. Well, and it's interesting listening to you. I think there's an element too as, as consumers and we see this very complex problem, right? We we know that that hackers are always changing. We know there, there's this dynamic force out there, yet we have um, this desire to make something simple, right? Like, I don't know how to handle it. I just need something to make it simple for me. I think at the end of the day, cybersecurity isn't simple and, and um, it can't be passive. And I think there might be some misleading out there that, well, if you get this tool and you get this tool and set it, it's going to do the work for you. Right. Kind of some of that AI language. And AI is great to support the things that you need to do. But AI in itself, if no one's paying attention to AI or if no one is understanding what it's saying, then you're treating it as a passive tool. Yep. And so I think there is an element of, of active versus reactive, active versus passive, that it is just hard for almost everybody to sustain that within this area. Yeah, it's this is another area of frustration for me. I, I've long been saying that I don't believe the acronym AI properly reflects what we are actually experiencing in the market. The, the perspective is changing a little bit for people now that ChatGPT is hitting the market and it's doing what seems to be natural human language conversation or research mm -hmm. with individuals and coming out with some pretty cool stuff. Uh, it's impressive. I've been impressed with every interaction I've had with it. But AI as it is used in security tools is, uh, it should be called AA, first of all, not AI. I don't believe in the term artificial intelligence. I believe in the term augmented intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's doing something more than what a standard intelligence might do within an individual. It's, it's got access to more information. I say AA because it's actually augmented actions. It's And it's a set of workflow rules. It's if-then statements. Most uh, artificial intelligence that we see in the market or AI we see in the market is really nothing more than putting together a series of things. So we get fooled by this notion that there's this beautiful machine brain that's watching our network. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's been trained to, if you see this, do that. So it's an if then construct. The impact of that is the hackers know that and they say, well, we're not gonna do this so we don't trigger the if. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna do the other thing first and therefore it'll never trigger the if. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can't be passive. That's why you can't rely on we can't rely on the same security tool. We have to change our security technologies, the manufacturers. Those 30 tools aren't static for us. They change constantly. We're in the middle of changing three of them right now, um, this quarter. And they change because they're no longer effective. Mm -hmm. They were the best when we picked them. But I, I said before, on average, a security tool is only good for about five years and they can't keep up with the changes. And there's many factors that go into that technical debt, 
Um, the the what they've invested in the platform, the structure they built can't be tweaked easily, which ties back to that technical debt. And the hackers don't have any of those restrictions. They're coming up with tweaks and modifications to hacks every day. Mm -hmm. And that's why if you look at the APTs in the world, there are so many of them. There's so many different threat actors with so many different indications of compromise because they keep coming up with new ways to do things. Mm -hmm. And yes, we see the same facts over and over again because they, it's a splatter approach. And for those attacks, yes, these tools will protect you. But it's the new one that they don't have a plan that you gotta worry about. Yeah, yeah. Well, you bring up something interesting that may be a topic for a future tech talk. Um, we've kind of talked about chat GPT and we've talked about it on the good guy side, right. right? We've talked about manufacturers trying to use it and leverage it and things like that. But you're also hearing a lot in the press about um, the bad guys starting to leverage chat GPT for attacks. Oh, yeah. And write me a script that takes advantage of this vulnerability. Right, and right. Guess what? It does. Right. And so I think there's going to be even more pressure on both manufacturers and organizations as these, you know, chat GPT four or five or whatever it is on and however it evolves, um, the bad guys are going to find ways to tap into that probably faster than the good guys. And we will continue to be responding to whatever it is they figure out what to do. But, but that, um, that AAAI, whatever you want to call it, is going to be leveraged from the bad guy side too. They're going to get better at phishing. They're going to, you know, go out and take a look at all the social profiling that you have out there and be able to make something much more effective than maybe someone, you know, in Eastern Europe with their language and with their thing. It will be, it may be smoother. It may be, it may be more compelling for you because it can say more about you. So that's going to come at us too and how tools respond, but how how we as people respond too, both on the technology side, how do how do we equip our teams and our tools to to um, discern that? And then how do we continue to train our people? And I don't think the training changes that much, right? It's like, do you know who this is? Do you know what this is? We're training them, you know, do not click on here no matter what if they say it's your bank. There are going to be some fundamentals that don't change, whether it be on the IT side or the end user training side. Right. But, you know, just a real time example of something new that's coming at us that that probably we aren't going to be fully prepared for. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe a future. Maybe a future talk. Well, I knows? think that's a great thing. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of attacks that are coming that are unique and different. We keep getting smarter in the training, but at the same time, we got to recognize that um, as I, I, I've been fooled by our own security awareness training internally, which of course is super embarrassing, but uh, I should be proud, but I'm embarrassed. Um, but uh, I've clicked on the, the phishing emails from our security awareness platform. Uh, and it's, you know, the it just goes to show that these things still work, mm -hmm. which is why it's so important to have that multiple facets to right. security. And it's not simply the training. It's not simply the blocking the phishing emails because you can't block some of these things. Mm -hmm. They look totally legitimate and, and it's hard to identify, but it's past that. Once the email has gotten in the inbox, the gateway solution stopped. They don't do anything. So how are you 
evaluating what's already in the inboxes? Are you scanning your inboxes? The answer to most people is no. I've got I've got one of the name three top uh, gateway solutions. They have AI, they have phishing protection, they have image protection. They're not enough. 93% of all attacks come in through email mm -hmm. and they still come in through email and still you've got those three people that keep getting hit mm -hmm. in that room that you're standing in. Well, this has been um, great information for me. I learn something new every time we talk. Um, but for, for those of you out there who are listening, um, we would imagine that you've already invested in some tools, you've already invested in some technology um, and some solutions. Um, but certainly if this has given you food for thought or if you're kind of wondering based on you know what you're currently doing, um, how might you strengthen or grow that maturity? We have a number of different ways we can help you, whether it be a health check or we can even take a look at the tools that you've got and help show you a model for helping mature that over time, given the current investments you've already made. So different choices, different options. These are complementary um, for you. Uh, we really consider it our mission to help um, take that time away from the bad guys, right? I mean, we we really want to help organizations get into a position where they're at that three minutes, they're at that six minutes, and really don't have to go through the pain of um, of what happens um, when 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 a breach and attack um, goes deep and and disrupts your business. Um, so thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next month.